You have now arrived at Stadium and Gale. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gale. It's your favorite Uncle Silk. It's Dan. And Del Torrey. Same corner, fresh new time, two, two-ish. Two-ish. We've, we've been having new times. Yeah, yeah we are not We are not <laughs> at the same time anymore. If you're gotta looking change, for us on the corner. The we, dropped, we dropped the episode at the same time. How about that? Yeah. Not the recording. Yeah, yeah if you true. are looking for us at the same corner that we normally did. We will not be there. We are panhandling at another time. We are panhandling at another time. <laughs> Love that. Love we definitely that. panhandling, man. Shoot, shoot us tips. Panhandling. What's, yeah. our, what's our first ad sponsor today? Yeah, yeah. Let's just get through them all. <laughs> right. Uh, How was your weekend, man? Nick? Easy weekend. The uh, fiance. I'm having trouble. I keep saying girlfriend. Um, yeah, getting get in, in trouble. trouble. Getting in trouble. Having trouble mm. getting in trouble. Um, she is back uh, out of town for the next three months at a time for football season, finishing up her uh, clinicals and then boards, uh, all that. So easy week. Looking forward to this weekend, football game, parents coming to town. Yes, sir. Uh, lots, lots to look forward to. But last weekend was just chill. So she not going to come back for three months or? She's in um, Tampa. She's actually in Terracia, a little south of Tampa, Dan. There you go. Um, all right. And working in, um, I think it is a doctor's office in Clearwater. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to your visits to Tampa. Uh, you uh, busy, busy, fine city. Busy, busy time for me, Dan. Don't know if I'll be getting to Tampa. <laughs> I know <laughs> that you spare busy my fair city more we're busy so with the than... nine to five. All right. Well, I'll remember that. So, how was your weekend? Oh man, very chill, very relaxed. Uh, football's back on, so I got to enjoy some okay games. I thought it was some yeah. decent football on. Um, that's it, just chill, relax. Didn't have to go to my son still going through COVID pre pre uh, protocol, so we didn't have a game this weekend. So just chillax, man. Yeah, kind of the same. How, um, how's he handling that? Yeah, he's he's ready to get out there, bro. He's he's anxious. Um, you know, got the he still haven't played his first official game yet. He's done scrimmages with the team. Um, got to got to feel what tackling felt like. But as soon as the games got started, he's sick that day. So he's just anxious to get back out there, bro. I'm gonna miss his first game, which is this weekend. Actually, got to go to New Orleans for Florida State versus LSU. So I'm gonna miss the first game, but he'll be all right. I expect big stats. With big stats, not expected to. I'm uh, looking forward to the videos. Looking forward to uh, to seeing some videos of Coach Silk on the sideline too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You won't see those videos because we're the Hurricanes. Ooh, 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 ooh. Can't yeah, be, yeah. Uh, can't be seeing those colors. That was, no, it was a good weekend. You guys are know. They, I'm, go ahead. Are they playing at um, at LSU or are they playing in New Orleans? New Orleans, man. That's they're playing dome. in. They're playing in the dome. I think I'm gonna link up with a few Gators out there, man. You know, Marcus May's out there, and Chauncey's out there. I may link up with some guys, do some some content out there. We'll see what's up. But yeah, if you're a Gator fan, you in the New Orleans area, pull up on us, man. We hanging out for the Florida State tailgate, but it's still good vibes for the Gators, man. Whoever whoever else, Miami fans, y'all listening to, pull up. 
I love New Orleans. One of my favorite places to visit. Um, elite food on deck. Um, mm. Just quick, quick question. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, what's one type of cuisine for me? Cajun food. I could eat Cajun food. I think every day, uh, and not get sick of. Is there a type of food that you guys could eat, and never get sick of? Mm. I don't get tired of food. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I can eat the same thing. No, every you eat day. every. You can eat every day. I, yeah. I can eat the same thing every day. Like when I lost weight, I ate chicken and broccoli every day. And uh, my roommate was like, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, bro, this is working. Why would I not eat the same chicken and broccoli? We're losing weight. He's like, I can't eat it every day. Um, but I could, eat, I could eat the same thing every day. I don't, I don't think regardless. Burgers are up there. Hmm. No, no, I would have to go probably. Tofu for silk. No, these days, bro. This not, I, I, like, I got to switch up shit these days just because I don't eat a whole lot. So I try to. Well, like- you're. You're pescatarian. You're going to get some great seafood in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Some mm-hmm. fire seafood boils. Um, I'll be in my wheelhouse. But I would say before I got like veganed out and, and, and pescatarian, I stopped eating. Because some pescatarians eat dairy. I don't eat dairy. Mm. Um, pizza, man. I could eat pizza mm-hmm. like damn near, especially in my college days. Bro, I went, I promised you, like a whole semester eating pizza every day. Hungry Howie's. Hungry Howie's, benching 420. Yeah. <laughs> a large Hungry Howie's after. Carved up. <laughs> we got quite the show, man. It's game week, fellas. We got Utah Woo-hoo! on the horizon. Um, top a ten, a top ten team. We're facing not a top ten matchup. Facing a top ten team. Um, I'm ready to see what AR does, man. Let's podcast a little bit. Yeah, feeling? no, let's let's do that. Um, but before we do, as always, we are we are in season now, so we appreciate you guys all that are tuned back in. Um, we appreciate everybody that listened during the off season and, and all the other sports too. Uh, a lot of great guests. If you didn't listen, we had Scott Strickland, we had Todd Golden, we had Jeremy Foley all this past summer. Uh, all great listens. But as always, we want to shout out our sponsors. Uh, and as always, our title sponsor is Alan Horn with State Farm Insurance. He is based in Jasper, Georgia, uh, but he can help you in Georgia, Alabama, Florida, or Tennessee. Give him a call at 706-692-2888 or visit Alan Horn. That's A-L-A-N-H-O-R-N-E insurance.com. For your auto, home, renters, life, business, boat, yacht, RV, whatever type of insurance you may need, life insurance, retirement planning, whatever it is, allenhorninsurance.com, 706-692-2888. We appreciate Alan for the sponsorship and for all the support that he does for the Roll Up Network. Gentlemen, we have Josh Newman, um, who uh, covers Utah, joining us in not too long, um, but uh, but earlier today, uh, a couple hours ago, Billy Napier spoke uh, to the media about uh, about the Gators' first game against the Utes on Saturday. Uh, Nick, any any real takeaways? Listen to it. Um, full energy. Seems excited. Seems like he wants to capture the moment. But uh, not a not a, not a ton of news that he broke down for us. Yeah, bro. Um, we're getting like quickly into like, and I don't mean it like coaching terms, but like quickly into like McElwain territory, where I could not tune in, not show up. And tell you like, give me, give me a question, and I could like tell you what the answer is going to be, give or take a few words. Um, and that's fine. Like, like as long as you're winning football games, you can say whatever you want. Look at Lane Kiffin; he says whatever the hell he wants. Um, Billy's on the opposite end of the spectrum there. Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know if I'm buying into 
this team will be so much better. I think the biggest thing people have talked about is the discipline, their structure, there's discipline and people are being held accountable and that's going to help with penalties. I don't know that that's the case. Like, I don't know if that will be the case. Like you go back to the nineties, Florida was one of the most penalized teams. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there was discipline and structure with, uh, you know, Steve Spurrier's program. Um, but I think Billy Napier, one of the th- cool things I think will be to watch him kind of take it in Saturday. Um, Cause I'm, I'm expecting, I haven't seen a ton of great crowds um, like, uh, what's, what was the Auburn game was a great crowd. Mm-hmm. I think one of the LSU games is a great crowd. Um, there's been some good environments, but I mean, I'm expecting a, a full sold out Ben Hill Griffin stadium. Um, so I mean, this has the, to be the biggest opener of, well, you have like the, the, the Miami, op- you have the Miami, you have the Miami opener. Um, oh, for, for a coach. Yeah. Yeah. For a first time coach. But, and I mean, it's probably one of the best Orlando. all time games Home to start opener. the season. Miami Home game was. Uh, I thought the Miami, Miami game was. It was in Orlando. Yo, no, and was, in uh, Orlando. Week zero. Yeah. That was week zero in Orlando. Yeah, no, I was thinking of of the Urban Meyer and Carl Moore days and that time. That was, I think, game two. Yeah, they. Uh, that was game two. Um, Carl Moore was a random name to throw. With <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I know, but I remember <laughs> that game specifically because Sorry, I used to stand on the sidelines of the game, not a big deal, and uh, Carl Moore <laughs> caught a pass right in front of me, almost knocked me over on live TV. Fortunately, reflexes of a cat and the speed of a cheetah was able to get out of the way, but uh, he hauled in an over-the-shoulder pass, and I think people thought, hey, we got the next, you know, Calvin Johnson, Terrell Owens, whoever it might be. We, we did not, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'll be like using my binoculars to like look at Billy. Cause he's talked about since his first press conference, I want to feel the swamp. I want to feel that environment. I want to see what Gator nation called Pete called fans out again today. Just saying like, Hey, show up, show out early. You being there and you being loud is a factor. You are part of the team, part of the game day experience. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing just what, his reaction is to what I think is going to be an incredible environment. Yeah. He talked a little bit about soaking it in and, and this is, you know, one of the moments, I mean, you have to remember that these guys are people too with hopes and dreams and, you know, guys that, that played football, wanted to get into coaching and have the opportunity to lead one of the, the most illustrious college football programs, you know, in the world. Um, and that's just got to be a hell of a moment. And it's going to be mm. cool. It's going to be uh, an incredible atmosphere, an incredible crowd. Um, so, um, you know, certainly a, a memorable experience for him. Um, just before we get on, Silk, I kind of want to get a few of your thoughts before we get uh, Josh Newman on board. Uh, for those of you that are following on YouTube, thanks so much. Chris Sorley, we appreciate you. Unique, unique 863 Money Green, appreciate all of you guys. If you do, yeah, the, uh, the depth chart Money Green is out Wednesday. I see that comment. Yep, oh, in depth chart is out on Wednesday. Nick, there was a question uh, during the uh, press conference about depth charts. Where did he previously release them on Monday? Or I couldn't totally hear the question. Uh, you can definitely hear the the media better before than before, but you're still missing some of the questions. What was that question about? Do you remember? Um, at um. At UL, he released them on Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night. So we gotcha. we will we will talk to uh, previous coaches have, have released them on Monday at Florida. So it was like we in the media were like, oh, when when is he is he releasing a, a depth chart Wednesday? And we were, or on Monday we were told no Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> so he he said today the question was 
asked, what's, what's your reasoning for doing it Wednesday instead of on Monday? He said there's a lot of unknowns. Um, and Wednesday is kind of their last practice, big practice, uh, you know, before getting ready and getting into game week. Because they, they start – they go to a movie Friday. They're in the hotel room Friday. They have all, the, all kinds of stuff they're doing Friday. So Wednesday's their last big practice. So his, his basic answer was – there's unknowns even in, in my mind and in our position coach's mind what the two deep will be until after Wednesday's practice. What movie do you think they're going to watch? Like, remember the Titans? Just bring it back uh, old school. No, no. It, it, Definitely uh, not a Rudy they're, guy. They're, no going to, they're going to a movie theater. Oh, to watch so, the Titans. So something that's out. Yeah, it's not high school, right? Dan. Something that's out. On. You got to put out something. You got to roll the TV in and watch Remember the Titans, man. <laughs> We got money, man. Go to the theater. What, what are they going to see? You know, Nick? No? I don't know. Those are the questions that you need to ask. Those are the questions you need to ask. I'll ask Wednesday for you. I would think they're trying to decide more like uh, the, the the backup, the, the too, too deep, I would think, not the starters. Um, do you think no. we have any starters up for the, question? Kicker. That's it. And, and I was getting I was getting hell today from some of the other writers um, <clears throat> for asking Jeremy Crawshaw about the kickers and to see is there any difference in it. Um, it, it might be a silly question, but like, it's silly until you miss a game-winning kick, um, and then it's not silly who the starting kicker is. Um, I think that's the only starting position that's up for grabs with Adam uh, Adam Mihalek and uh, the freshman Trace Mack. All right, so we've got Josh Newman waiting to join us. So why don't you get us a Gramco ad read, and then we'll bring Josh in from the Salt Lake Tribune. Be sure to visit thegramco.com. Use coupon code SG25 for 25% off of all TAC Delta A products. Uh, everything's fairly legal. Shipped to your mailbox. We have gummies coming in the flavors of fruit punch, watermelon, and blue raspberry. Also, a hard candy of tropical orange. Uh, like I said, everything's discreet. Mail to your mailbox. Fairly legal. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. What's up, Josh? How we doing, boys? Vibing, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely, you're coming. You're coming straight from a press conference. Still in? Yes. There. So <laughs> <laughs> we we had the presser, and then I stayed on campus to visit uh, to visit to write, and now I'm seeing this background behind me. So uh, yeah, here we are. Barring barring Kyle's background. But yeah, barring Kyle's background, exactly. You, you've been working out for the humidity, Josh. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a Northeast native, so 98% humidity is, is no is no shock to me. I'll I'll be all right. Josh, that's a question that that's definitely kind of taken over the the internet the last couple sure. of days. How big of a an issue? You know, there was a debate yesterday between <sighs> being able to work out at altitude might allow them to be able to have more oxygen intake, and then we're hearing humidity. I think we're kind of we're we're over science. talking this science stuff right now. But Josh, how do you think that that's going to play into this game? You know, I think it's a thing. You know, I, I interviewed a doctor here, a sports medicine doctor who who previously worked for the army. And I started talking about, you know, Utah is obviously up here in the mountains in this semi-arid climate and you're going down to sea level playing in the humidity. And this doctor, you know, he did paint it as, you know, it's a thing like you have to try to prepare for it. You know, Utah has been, uh, at least during camp, they were practicing outside at the hottest point of the day, which here is like two thirty, three o'clock in the afternoon, or they would go into the indoor facility crank up the heat, crank up the humidity, trying to replicate it. But there's only so much you can do to replicate it. And at some point, like you are leaving your 
semi-arid mountain environment and you have to go into the humidity. Um, you know, fans of, you know, Utah fans at least have been kind of goofing on me and goofing on the notion that the humidity is going to be a thing, but it's going to be a thing. Like you, you're going into a different environment. Your body has to adjust. Your body is going to react. Do I think it's like the ultimate be all factor on Saturday night? No, but it's certainly a thing that Utah has to prepare for and has to be prepared to deal with for sure. I have not been prepared to deal with it while at practice. Um, and I'm from <laughs> South Florida. Um, it's just gross. It's just nasty. Um, I think it's rained 200 days in a row. Awesome. Um, it's, it's just, it's just <laughs> been, yeah, it's, good. it's just, it's just been gross up here. It's been, it's been hard nice to be outside. Pot, Josh. Yeah. Say it again, so nice little crock pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like I said, I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a native New Yorker, and I spent 15 years in in New Jersey, it's not Florida, but like, yeah, like the middle of August, it's going to be 98 degrees and, and 94% humidity. And it's like very uncomfortable, even if you grew up around it, even if you live in it every day, like you guys, and then you, you know, you're putting on pads and you're putting on a helmet and you're taking into account the temperature on the field. It's a thing, you know, no matter if Utah fans want to, you know, believe in it or deny it. Like it's absolutely a factor that Utah is going to have to deal with Saturday. All right. Enough science. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> you, you were kind enough to, to answer some questions for me and we'll probably reiterate some of those there. Um, camera rising. Um, you, you educated me a little bit. He wasn't totally hurt last year, but the deep passing game wasn't really a thing. Um, slants short passes and then leaning on that running game is really the, was utah's bread and butter last year kyle whittingham keeps talking about wanting to stretch the field how much do you think utah will try that in this opening game versus hey we we know what works what worked last year we have a, a deep running back room let's just do that it's a great question and i think a lot of that might depend on the weather i mean you look at the forecast now you know jokes aside with the humidity it's still going to be you know humid and rain and the weather could be a mess and look if the weather's a mess yeah i think utah's inclined to like lean on the running back room and they return a ton you know tavion thomas rushed for 1100 yards and, and 21 touchdowns he's back um uh makai bernard is the is the best pass catching option out of kyle whittingham's backfield you know 770 some odd you know total yards from scrimmage uh jalen glover is a four-star kid from the state of florida right you know he, he went to lake gibson uh people are excited to see what he can do so you know a lot of that depends on the weather but you know for the purposes of you know of this exercise yeah i think a big uh early storyline of camp was you know we kind of found out that rising while healthy enough to play the shoulder itself was probably like only like 80 percent healthy and you, know, you look back in hindsight, no, they weren't going down the field. You know, rising was, you know, terrific last year in, in, in short stuff, intermediate stuff, but they didn't go down the field a ton. So, you know, a big storyline is rising shoulders now healthy. Do you have the guys that you believe that you can go down the field with, right? The wide receiver position has not been a position of strength for Utah in, in several years, but you've got a couple of, you know, big six, four, downfield threats or at least what they think is downfield threats uh devon valet is a veteran guy you know six four has the speed can go over the top of somebody uh solomon enos is a another veteran guy this is year four for solomon enos uh again six three the size the whole thing people are have been waiting for solomon enos to you know 
to break out finally, right? He's, he's got the size and the pedigree, right? The son of, you know, the great Penn State running back Curtis Enos. So, um, you know, we're going to see, you know, two things that Utah has. They can run the ball, which we just talked about. And then you have two, you know, very legitimate pass-catching tight ends in Brant Keithy and Dalton Kincaid. So when you take those two factors into account, what's left for the wide receivers, right? And if Utah comes out here and they're running the ball and they're getting Keithy involved and they're getting Kincaid involved, I don't feel the need to like really try to force it into Valet or force it into Enos and, you know, Jalen Dixon out of the slot or Money Parks out of the slot. So, you know, we'll see. Like, we'll see what the weather dictates. We'll see what the matchup dictates. But they they want to go down the field. I don't know if it's going to happen in this game, but, you know, it's a kind of a season-long thing that I'll be watching at least. Can they, you know, figure it out and, and start to go down the field more? Uh, Josh, I want to kind of change you to the other side of the field. Now, obviously, the Gators are uh, going to be welcoming back Muhammad Diabate on the opposite, you know, side of the field. Mahmoud. Uh, Mahmoud, Jesus. He leaves the team Mahmoud. for nine months, and I completely forget. Mahmoud Diabate comes back. And, uh, but talk to us about the rest of the, the Utah defense. Yeah, you know, defense, uh, linebackers uh, has, has been a point of emphasis here. You know, you lose Devin Lloyd to the NFL. Uh, you lose Nephi Sewell, the other standout linebacker. He went to camp. Uh, but Devin Lloyd specifically did so much for this defense, you know, sideline to sideline, uh, coming off the edge, just doing everything. So you don't replace a guy like Devin Lloyd, especially not in game one. But the thing with the linebacker room is that within the defense, I think the linebacker room is the deepest, most talented group. But the, most of the options are just pretty green because Lloyd and Sewell were taking up so much of the reps and so much of the space. So what does that look like? You know, we saw the first depth chart this morning. Uh, depth chart always take it with a grain of salt. But, you know, the first one is at least generally an indication of what the staff believes. So, you know, Mo Diabate, I say Mo, I don't care, judge me. Um, <laughs> uh, Mo Diabate penciled in in the middle. And then uh, Kareni Reed, who is a second-year guy, played well when Lloyd was hurt and was suspended for a half last year on one side. So you've got Diabate, you've got Kareni Reed, and then Lander Barton is an 18-year-old true freshman, four-star kid, crown jewel of this recruiting class, and they're very high on Lander Barton. Uh, me, as a bit of a pessimist looking to nitpick, like is Lander Barton, right, 18-year-old, you know, early enrollee, never played a, a down of college football. Is this kid ready to walk into the swamp and make an impact game one? So, you know, linebacker. And then, you know, the secondary, I think if you watched the Rose Bowl or were paying attention, you know, you know that Utah was kind of devoid of depth in its secondary, right? Um, Makai Bernard went both ways in that Rose Bowl because they were so down on the depth after all the injuries, but they're healthy now, okay? Clark Phillips is an All-America candidate. Uh, JT Brockton on the other side of cornerback, um, you know, was – was hurt for most of last season. He's back all pack 12 kid back in 2020. Um, you know, the safety position is, is veteran and deep there's options. So, you know, I think there's, I think there's questions at linebacker just because again, guys are green and you know, yeah, Diabate is a veteran guy, but it's his first game in the system. You know, you're coming in there as a visitor, but you know, defense is solid. One thing Utah always does, like they'll, they'll figure out the defense. They always have options and, and they're going to figure it out more times than not. How do you feel about on the offensive side of the ball in the trenches? Uh, you two, I see 
originally when I first started uh, to hear about Utah, you think about veteran offensive line play. Uh, but I see two sophomores. How do you guys feel about the young guys in the trenches? You know, if you're going by like eligibility class wise, yeah, they're right. young, but you know, they've had reps like last year to this year in the trenches, it's different. Like last year you had a veteran group mostly, but there were so many injuries during camp and guys shifting around and you were trying to figure it out. And the offensive line was a mess last year for the first two or three games until they really got it going. You look at this year, 60% of the offensive line starters. So three out of five guys who started most of the time last year, those guys are all back. Um, you know, then you start talking about, you know, Jaron Kump at right tackle, uh, mm -hmm. maybe the most talented tackle on the roster kid was hurt all last season back now. Okay. He's only played 10 career games, but he's back and he looks good. And he's had a positive camp. Uh, Braden Daniels was your right tackle last year. He's moving over to left tackle to, you know, to protect Cam Rising's backside. So, you know, in, 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 in total with the, you know, with, with the offensive line, that's another thing that, you know, year in and year out, no matter who leaves for the NFL or injuries or, or whatever, Utah has an offensive line. But the key here is like the thing to pay attention to Utah's offensive line either generally starts slow or you have a game against like an FCS team or a group of five team to like really kind of like work out your depth and figure out what your best five is. Well, you don't have that luxury this year. Okay. You're going into Florida you know, real deal college football environment. You have to have your stuff figured out on the offensive line. And if you listen to Kyle Whittingham and you listen to some of the assistants, you know, Jim Harding, the offensive line coach, they believe that they have their five. They like their five. And they believe that the depth, you know, along the line probably goes to like eight, nine or 10. So that's another thing I'm paying attention to Saturday. This offensive line, which generally starts slow, you don't have time for that on Saturday. This is not Weber State or Southern Utah. Like, it's the University of Florida at the Swamp. You have to have it figured out immediately. I want to go to another one. Uh, I'm going to butcher the last name. I'll do my best. Um, but I'm he's a player that I don't think we've talked about. Um, I didn't ask you about him, but Brant Kuthi? Kuth? Keithy. Keithy. Yep. Brant Keithy. Um, he's almost kind of like – I don't, I don't want to compare him to Kyle Pitts in terms of how good Kyle Pitts was and, and is in the NFL now, but Ooh. the way Utah uses him, they put him in the slot. He can play with his hand in the dirt. He can play out at like an X or, or a Z. Um, he just seems to be like a matchup nightmare. Yeah, no, I mean, that's well said. Um, he's, he's very versatile. Look, Brand Keithy uh, played running back in high school. Okay, played running back primarily, but they recruited him here as a tight end. Uh, because they thought he had good size. They thought it would translate, and it did. You know, he's been all Pac-12 three times. Uh, he flirted with the NFL draft twice, really flirted with it last year. I thought he was going to leave, but, you know, he did the right thing. He talked to his people. He talked to the right people. He got the NFL draft grade from the scouting service, didn't like it, opted to return. And, you know, they've used him in different positions in the past, but I think there's going to be a heavier emphasis on doing that now, you know, Nick, as you said, I mean, he can line up a tight end. He can line up in the slot. Don't be surprised if he lines up in the backfield, a jet sweep here and there. I think that Keithy, you know, if you take Cam rising off the table, because obviously your starting quarterback is indispensable in most cases. If you eliminate rising from that discussion, I think Keithy is the most indispensable guy 
on this Utah offense just because of how versatile he is and how many different things he can do and how dangerous he is with the ball. So, um, again, you know, three-time All-Pac-12 guy has been playing a, a starring role for this group uh, for a while. You know, he's been to three Pac-12 championship games. Like, he's been around the block. And the thing with Keithy, again, if you talk to Kyle Whittingham and you talk to coaches, we don't see practice, okay? we I haven't seen one second of practice oh. uh, since, you know, since the spring. So, again, you're stuck talking to guys and reading between the lines and talking to sources. The thing that Keithy has improved on is his leadership, and he's a captain. And that, that wasn't Keithy's M.O. really earlier in his career. Not to say that he wasn't mature, but, you know, just you didn't hear Keithy in leadership in the same sentence, and that's what you're hearing now. And that's good because he's a 50-year guy, and they're expecting a lot from him. So the fact that he's taking more of a leading role with his teammates, I think that's important. Um, Josh, I've got three questions for you. Um, number one is, I, I know that you mentioned, uh, they'll be all sequential. No, two of them somebody paid for. So um, the first question is, I know you mentioned um, linebacker being a, a bit of an area of concern. Um, you also mentioned offensive line and their ability to kind of get started, although they are obviously returning, you know, a number of starters and, you know, definitely some quality players there. Uh, is there any other areas of concern on Utah? Obviously the, the number seven ranked team, so, so quite good, but – any other real concerns? Yeah, I mean, I might be in the minority, uh, but I think wide receiver is at least worth discussing as a concern because, again, it, it hasn't been a huge position of strength. Um, if You know, Britton Covey, who, who went to camp with the Eagles and is, is legitimately vying to make their 53, Britton Covey was versatile and he could do things out of the slot. He was their best set of hands at, as a receiver. So they think that Devon Valley can be really good. And I'm not saying he can't, but he's never done it before. Like mm -hmm. he showed flashes. He's, you know, some things here, some things there, but never like is, is, is Devon Valley going to walk into the swamp with Jason Marshall defending him and catch seven passes? I have oh, no God. idea because, <laughs> because he's, he's just never done it before. So mm -hmm. I, I think he's capable, but I think it's worth discussing as a, as a concern. Um, Solomon Enos, same thing. You know, older guy has, has shown flashes, has done some things, has not done it on a consistent level. And then out of the slot, again, Covey was operating out of the slot. So you take Covey out of the mix. And what are we looking at out of the slot? Uh, Money Parks is a third-year guy in the program, has one career catch, caught a touchdown last year at USC. That's it. Uh, kid by the name of Jalen Dixon. Jalen Dixon was terrific for Utah early in his career in 2018 and 2019. Uh, he had some health stuff. He stepped away from the program, uh, played some last year. He returned to the program last year, played some, didn't play a ton, but now, you know, he's, again, he's, he's penciled in there as the primary slot guy, Jalen Dixon. And I'm curious to see like if Jalen Dixon turns back into Jalen Dixon of 18 and 19, Utah's offense becomes way more dynamic, way more dangerous because Jalen Dixon can, he's very fast and he, he, he's really, really good out of the slot. So, you know, if Dixon can return to what he was, uh, Utah looks much more dangerous to me. Perfect. So question two, shout out to Chris Sorley. Uh, what's the uh, perception of Florida uh, from Utah's uh, fan base, from their coaches, the the talk around the program around Florida. Obviously, there's a lot of excitement, uh, but there's also definitely a lot of of unknowns, especially outside of those that closely follow the University of Florida. Uh, what's the perception that, that you're hearing out in uh, Salt Lake City? 
It's a great question. Uh, I don't think there's any one answer. I mean, I think from the like from the program perspective, from like from like Kyle Whittingham's perspective, I think I think you could learn a lot from the fact that practice access for the media, practice access is is never good here. But it got worse this summer. Uh, less opportunities to, to talk to Kyle. Less opportunities to talk to assistants, players. There was even talk like last week of them not even releasing a two deep. So I was pleasantly surprised when it hit my email this morning. That was a, a window into what the program thinks of this game and how important this game is, that they were trying to block out things and minimize distractions. Yeah, I think the, I think the program is clearly viewing this as, and I've said this and written this for months, this is the most important opener in the history of Utah football because if you win this game, everything is on the table in terms of college football playoff, what the national perception is, how a win like this can catapult your program forward. So that's the program perspective. And I think from a fan base perspective, like I think it's important to be on social media and like not like living on the message boards, but at least, you know, looking at the boards a couple of times a week to see what the fan base is talking about, taking the temperature. Um, you know, fan base thinks this is like a real deal opener. I don't think they're looking at this as like, yeah, it's Billy Napier's first game and it's a, you know, you know, they're projected to be seven and five. Like, I don't think that's what this fan base thinks. I think this fan base is up for a fight. And I think the fan, I think the average fan believes that this is a very tough, very critical game. I don't think anybody really thinks that Utah is going to walk in there and stomp them. I, I certainly don't. I think this is going to be a close game no matter how it goes. But, you know, all told, I mean, there has never been this much excitement for Utah football season. Like think how last season ended. Okay. Your mm -hmm. last, you know, two of your last, excuse me, three of your last four games last year were smashing Oregon here in Utah. When Oregon was number three in the CFP, you oh, clinched yeah, the division that day. Yeah. It smashed them. And then 13 days later, you beat them up again to win the PAC 12. And then you played this epic iconic Rose bowl. That was three of your last four. And then you're, you know, then you're starting this season with this type of opener, high profile, SEC opponent on the road, ESPN, primetime, the whole thing. So generally speaking, I think this fan base is very, very excited for this game. Excellent. Last question for you. Um, obviously, they played Ohio State last year. You just mentioned that, faced C.J. Stroud. Uh, last season, uh, the defense of Utah, did they face many dual threat running kind of quarterbacks like Anthony Richardson might be? Now, I know he's a little bit different than, than C.J. Stroud, but. I'm trying to, trying to think. Um you know, obviously you said C.J. Stroud. They opened up with Weber. You know what? BYU has a very good, capable dual, dual guy uh, in Jalen Hall. Uh, Jalen Hall ran all over them that night. Uh, that was before Rising took over. But even if Rising was playing against BYU, BYU was awesome that night. Jaron Hall is – when Jaron Hall gets it going, he, he's pretty electric. Uh, doesn't have the stature of Anthony Richardson, but he's, he's a very capable guy. Um Washington State had uh, Jaden Delora, who was very good, generally very good. Utah did a nice job against him. Um, they certainly did not see anybody of the caliber of C.J. Stroud. Um, even if the secondary was healthy that night, I don't know that Utah was going to find an answer for Stroud. Certainly Stroud does not throw for like 580 yards or whatever crazy number it was. Um, but, you know, we were – again, we just um, – you know, we talked to Kyle Whittingham and, you know, when Kyle Whittingham starts really like talking highly about a guy, you know that he has Kyle's attention. Kyle Whittingham came up here and within the, within the first 30 seconds, he started talking about 
Anthony Richardson and the size and the 4-3-40. He compared Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton. Again, this is not something that Kyle does generally. Right, so when, when he starts pumping up a guy, you know it's for real, and you know that Kyle is at least a little bit worried. So, you know, I'm curious to see what Anthony Richardson has. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is his first career start, yes? Uh, no. Uh, he was thrown to the Georgia defense last year. It was, it was a sting. It was a hit. Basically, last year, the fan base was turning on Dan Mullen, saying Anthony Richardson, Anthony Richardson should start. And Dan goes, okay, cool. Georgia has possibly the best defense ever assembled in college football. <laughs> right. He can start this game. And it, it went as well as I think any freshman would play against that defense. Sure. So, But the point I'm making is Anthony Richardson's body of work is not extensive. He has no. not played a ton of college football. Fine. So mm -hmm. I think we're all a little curious to see what Anthony Richardson does in extended time, not against Georgia, you know, in an opener, maybe in adverse weather. Um, Kyle spoke very highly of Anthony Richardson this morning. For sure, I, that's interesting. That that covering the team, you know that like your ears perk up when okay, oh yeah. he's 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 taking a, a step farther, mentioning somebody or, or just even heaping praise or or just even mentioning somebody. Right, him credentials, uh, him for sure, him credentials, man. Okay. Um, Josh, what do you think about team speed wise? How how does the Utes match up with Florida? Oh, Florida, you can. Florida had sight unseen. I'm telling you right now, Florida has more speed than Utah. Florida better have more speed than a <laughs> you know than a team like Utah, who generally recruits you know um, you know three star guys and coaches them up. Uh, yeah, I mean that's an interesting that's an interesting situation. But I will say, you know, you I'm thinking here, sitting here, uh, Utah's cornerbacks are, are are very shifty and fast and can um, and can make up deficits. Um, if Anthony Richardson really has 4-3 speed and he decides to tuck it and go, that kind of goes back to, you know, if Anthony Richardson is tucking it and go and getting to the second level, is 18-year-old true freshman Lander Barton going to, like, run down Anthony Richardson? Like, I'm not really seeing that. I don't think Diabate – is Diabate mm. that guy? Like, is Diabate – no. Okay, no, you're all shaking out, your heads no. So, <laughs> you're all shaking your heads no. Yeah. So, um, you know, speed, speed is a factor, and I'm – Again, sight unseen. Pretty sure Florida is going to have more speed than Utah. Um, I know you're, you're having a practice. Uh, this will probably be quick. Does who is the scout team quarterback? Who is trying to? And like you said, there's nobody. There's not many people in the country that look like Anthony Richardson. But who is trying to play the Anthony Richardson role? Yeah, good question. So Nate Johnson, who is a who is a four star true freshman, he has been playing the quote. Anthony Richardson role. Uh, Johnson is again one of these kids with size, like 6'3, 220. Uh, he was a 10, 300 meter guy in high school in the state of California, which is, you know, real deal track and field sprinting. So Utah doesn't have anybody that can like really replicate Anthony Richardson, but they've, you know, they've thrown Nate Johnson out there just because he has, you know, a good deal of size and he's fast as hell and he's smart. Right. So that's the best they can do. And that's, that's not a bad look. Like not every team has a Nate Johnson type of kid that you can throw out there. Um, but they're doing their best to try to replicate it at least. What goes wrong for, uh, I'm sorry, you had some Nick. I'm going to cut you off, bro. No, no, no. Go ahead. What goes wrong for Utah for them to lose this game? Uh, offensive line is not up to snuff. Um, again, as I said earlier, offensive line kind of has this, has this recent history of starting off slowly, first two games, three games. Uh, but this is more of a veteran group. 
Uh, they tried to identify exactly what their starting five would look like early in camp. And once you identify it early, you can start sinking reps into your starters, right? They're, you know, they tried to soft sell us late in camp on like a position battle at center, a position battle at, at left tackle. That was garbage. Uh, they knew what their five would be. And look, they came out of camp healthy, which is good. You know, as I said, they were, they were banged up on the offensive line last year, late in camp. And that kind of, um, that kind of led to some of the problems they had. Uh, healthy, all camp. They know who their five is. Uh, but if they are not up to snuff like early in that game Saturday, like it's going to be a problem. You said they had the one guy uh, mimicking. What offense are they running? Like what, what film are they watching? That's what I'm most curious about. Like how do they game plan for uh, just the lack of film with Billy Napier at, at UF? It's a good question. I, I don't have a great answer for you. You know, that came up today during, you know, this Kyle Presser. Again, like you're trying to – you're trying to learn anything you can from like the Louisiana film and previous, previous Billy Napier games, you know, trying to, trying to learn how he operates and how he functions as a head coach. Maybe you can take some stuff away from previous Florida games under Dan Mullen. Maybe not, but you're trying to find anything <laughs> nice. And um, whatever, whatever spring ball stuff you can take away. It's very difficult to prepare for an opener but it's even more difficult to prepare for a first-year staff who's never operated at Florida before. That's a, that's another like underrated thing that people are not talking about. That it's hard to prepare for a first-year head coach. I've been talking about it, Josh. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I, I just met you, Slick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like Slick too, but it's Slick. Like Silk, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Josh, uh, to wrap up, we appreciate your time today. Uh, right now, over under is Utah. Uh, minus two and a half over or uh, yeah plus yeah plus minus is two and a half uh, and then over under is, is 51 what do you uh, expect if you're a gambling man which I'm not going to say you are or, or not um but what would you what would you say yeah i mean once upon a time when it was still not legal and i was in my younger days with more uh, disposable income i may have placed a wager or or two um, okay. you know fyi uh i my my instinct without like really thinking about the point spread, I would probably take the points just because Florida is home. Um, you're giving the home team points. I, you know, I would probably veer towards that. Uh, again, the weather and the atmosphere, you know, Utah having to fly two time zones. I really, again, I want to say this again, like I think the humidity, I think the humidity is a thing. And I think Utah is going to have to account for that. So, you know, gun to my head, so to speak, I'm probably taking Florida and the two and a half. I know Caesars. I saw Caesars had it at three. Anyway, I would take I would take the points, and um, I would probably take the over too. I think there's going to be some points scored. Utah's offense is pretty high octane. You know, late last season, Utah was really going up and down the field, especially those two Oregon games. They put 45 points on Ohio State. Uh, give me Florida and the over Saturday night. Josh, you're 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 calling out. Uh, individual specific sports books. It sounds like you might still be placing a wager, and this isn't just for uh, background, background, or for uh, you know a sidebar in the paper. Oh, I live in the state of Utah, boys. There's no gambling in the state yeah. of Utah. I <laughs> promise you that. I, I know. You got to tell me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I love big it. Utah, big Utah fan. I'm gonna try to make it out to the game next year. Um, maybe that's something we there. do for State of Gale. For sure. Uh, you know what? Sell like Nick. Yeah. You know, no, you know what? Jokes aside, like if you guys have an opportunity to come out here next year, yeah, 
for the Utah Florida game, it is genuinely like one of the coolest like backdrop atmospheres with the mountains, and it's it's if you can get out here, it's it should be a bucket list thing for all college football fans. For sure. well, my company, we'll my that. company will pay for me to be there. Um, I just got sent pictures from my buddy who covers USC. Mine too. Mine too. Sun, sunset over the mountains um, from the press box looks look beautiful. Yeah, um, you're gonna very see, important. Uh, you're gonna see cranes. Uh, that those are the mountains in Gainesville. Cranes. Very important question. One meal in Gainesville. Where am I eating? Uh, the newly opened Swamp Restaurant. Swamp Restaurant. All right. Yeah. So Swamp. Well, I mean, it, it's probably not going to be the best food. Nick will say no, Embers. No, I think no, it's just it's, it's not going to be the best food. Yeah, yeah. It's what? not going to be the best food. No, no, no. But yeah. it is going to be the be- best atmosphere. It was here for thirty years. I uh, got bulldozed to build apartments, something that Gainesville desperately needed and didn't have enough of. <laughs> um, so they just built a new one. Um, in a new area close to campus. Um, definitely the best games. Gainesville game day vibe. Okay, done deal. Done deal. Fr- Friday night, uh, Embers. Nick will take you out. He'll pay too. Get, get, a, get a nice steak at Embers Friday night. You got the company card? Pay for that no, one. You're, char- you're, you're on the, you're <laughs> on the road. You're okay. on the road. Touche, touche. No problem. <laughs> I love you're it. Well, on, Josh, we appreciate it. Tribune. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Josh, <laughs> we appreciate it so much. Why don't you plug uh, where everybody can read and follow you leading up to the Utah game? I appreciate that, Dan. So my Twitter handle will have all the links, everything, uh, in-game stuff, if Florida fans want to do that. My Twitter handle is Joshua underscore Newman, linking everything there. If you want to hit the website, I'm at the Salt Lake Tribune. That's sltrib.com. Perfect. So again, at underscore Josh, or Josh underscore Newman. Joshua. Joshua underscore Newman. Joshua underscore Newman. Uh, Perfect. Well, appreciate that so much. Uh, Josh, we'll throw that up on the screen so everybody can follow. Uh, thanks so you. much for your time. Enjoy your flight uh, to uh, to Gainesville and uh, have fun on a Saturday night. See you guys Saturday. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right, man. Have a good one. Josh Newman from Josh, the Salt Lake uh, Tribune. Josh might have swayed my pick later in the show. Oh, I won't do any spoilers. Yeah, have a stranger come talk you into some Gator vibes. Yeah, man. I've, I've, I've been talking with I've been talking to Josh for two weeks. Nick Nick's eyes lit up when he said that Muhammad or Mahmoud Diabate was going to have to chase down Anthony Richardson. Nick's like, oh well, if that's what we're leaving it with, then <laughs> I like my chances. Oh, oh. oh man, oh, that right. sounds like a good time. Let's you know, <laughs> shout out to our friends. Not, not for Mahmoud. Get his name right this time too. Uh, Quick shout out to our friends over at Home Field Apparel. Had a couple people actually reach out this weekend asking for the promo code. If you're looking for vintage Florida Gators wear, go visit homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale, all one word. Uh, 17 different items to choose from: t-shirts, hoodies, men's, women's, uh, vintage, and. Uh, just really great products. Uh, soft feel T-shirts uh, wear great. Um, really hold up in the washing machine after a lot of wears and everything else. So go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. Promo code Stadium and Gale for all your vintage UF gear. And I think they're up to about 50 or 60 different schools now. And um, then for Harrison's sake, maybe the only Indianapolis Colts fan I know, they're opening up a new NFL uh, relationship with them. That's a wild bandwagon. Yeah, Harrison roots for some some interesting teams. They're kind of all over the map, um, you know. But uh, we go check them out, homefieldapparel.com, promo code Stadium and Gale. They're based in Indiana, so I understand their connection. Uh, Harrison's, I will. That's nasty. I've got to ask him. Got to ask him. 
All right. So uh, let's hop back into a discussion about uh, about the Florida-Utah game. Um, Silk, uh, obviously had a good conversation with Josh. Um, any thoughts that you took away from uh, from him? Uh, no. Um, kind of what, what I expected. It's going to be a well-coached team, disciplined team. Um, I do think we have some advantages like speed wise and just overall talent wise, but we got to execute and do a whole lot of stuff. It's our first game as well, but I don't know, man. I feel feel real good about my starters and just watching what they got coming back. It's not an explosive that scares me, you know, that could just blow the top off of our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think more of the advantages in our hands for us scheme wise. I think we, we could kind of dial up exactly what they want to do. A lot of film on them from last year. Um, the old Kyle went with him the entire career, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tendencies, they have no idea what we're about to do with AR. You know, it's just it's gonna be something totally different than he's done it. He's never had this type of talent before. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that I took away from from Josh is that comparison to I already forget the BYU's quarterback's name. Um, but just that they weren't able to stop him running. Um I believe it was Hall. And if it and if it's wet, like if it's raining, you're you're probably going to lean on the run. And if if you're asking my mood to chase like down it. Anthony or, like he said, a freshman DB trying to make a business decision mm-hmm. in front of 90,000 people on ESPN, do I want to get run over or do I just try to dive at this man's ankles? Hmm. I think – uh, I'm, I'm diving at ankles. Yeah, and I mean the coward out. Um, I I think the big thing that I uh, noticed or that that he talked about that I think is a question mark for the Gators is um, Utah's tight ends. Um, you know, Florida's going to have to rely, you know, pretty heavily on some some linebackers that haven't right. shown uh, great experience in in coverage over the last few years. You do have some more athletic players. You know, hopefully up to that billing this year with Derek Wingo and. Um, you know, you get Ventral Miller back and, you know, hopefully, you know, they're able to cover that a little bit better. But that's certainly a uh, a big question mark for me if they're running a lot of crossing routes down the middle. If they come out in 12 personnel, what does our start our start to look like? Do we go- they they will come out in 12. They'll go. They'll come out in 12. They'll come out in 13. They they are a like a big 10 old school, big 10. They will put a bunch of big dudes on the field. No problem. A bunch. Um I think if you do that, I don't know what Florida changes. You 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 have your four starters on the defensive line, or three starters on the defensive line. Your Jack linebacker and Cox, and then you've got Bernie and and Miller. Um, I think Shamar James will play, but I don't think maybe at some point if you adjust, you you go to three linebackers and and you put Shamar in there. Bernie's back in health. I know he was out for a while, so Bernie's starting this week. Yep. Yeah, uh, Bernie was uh, up up for the Lance Armstrong uh, fall camp award, riding the bike. Uh, but mm. he talked to us. He talked to us today, and, and Billy's not going to send an injured player to media. Uh, so Bernie told us today uh, that he's 100 percent healthy, ready to go. I'm ready to be disappointed again. Uh, any other concerns, Brent? Uh, Brent, Brent oh, Keithy, Florida does not have an answer. There's no answer for him. For who? Brant Keithy, the tight end I asked him about. Yeah. There's no answer for him? That was the one that he didn't have a question or that he didn't know how to pronounce it. So they should just throw to him every play is what she's saying. They should. Yeah. They should. So, (laughs) Nick, without watching a ton of game film on Utah, which I 
I didn't. Um, what it, obviously a big guy, but is he pretty physical? Is he fast? Is it a mixture of both? I mean, who are we, who are we comparing him to? Is he, uh, he's, 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 he's like, is he a take Casey type? Is he, uh, no, no, no. So he's used, he's used like Kyle Pitts, but more of a, like a Trey Burton size. He's bigger than Trey Burton. He's six two, like two twenty. Um, he's basically a, a really big wide receiver. Really big wide world, receiver. <clears throat> who? Who? Amari Burns that cover him? Not with that attitude. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I like you're I like right. I like Amari Bernie to to maybe run beside him and cover him. I just don't like him to do other things uh, in the run defense. Uh, that would be my scary part with Bernie. But um, I don't. I'm not a six two tight end. I'm mad that you ever mentioned uh, Kyle Pitts. That's disrespectful. Um, no, no, no. I wasn't I, comparing no. him to oh, Kyle no, Pitts. Nick I'm did. No. Oh. no, 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 no. I said he's used the way that Florida used Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts would play with his hand in the dirt. He played in the slot. He played. He should use a six two guy line. receiver. <laughs> like, yeah. He's a receiver. Uh, I don't he, know, man. I haven't seen a, a lot on film that scares me with him. He has a lot of production, but I don't see anything that frightens me that we should be. If our starters can't cover this guy, we can't get a safety. one Black, Wingo, these guys are athletic linebackers, man. Somebody got to be able to run with a 6'2 wide receiver that's shifty. Um, but they, he do pose a threat, and somebody going to score points on us. So he's probably one of those guys that's going to score points on us. Uh, like a, a Brevin Jordan type. <laughs> bro, somebody um, to score. Bro. You're, so you're naming, the, you're naming second and third string linebackers. I said somebody. Gonna, that, yeah, that I gonna think they're going to cover an all pack twelve tight end. The all pack twelve tight end in the six two. That's crazy to me. We're, that's <laughs> the past, Nick. Okay, not here to talk about the past, Mark. Revolver. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about the future. There's no awards for this season. Everybody's on. Uh, everybody's on an equal playing field now. Um, do, but what, what does Florida do, right? So you obviously have some questions at linebacker. Do you throw another safety on top? Do you throw a bigger safety, um, you know, more into the, the linebacker package and, and just increase your size there to, to be able to – or increase your speed there to be able to keep up with that? Or is that just something if that Florida's going to have safety, to around? If a 6'2 safety is giving us the business, we deserve to lose, bro. Yeah, tight end, yeah. Sa- right. I mean, tight end, I'm sorry. I just don't see that being an issue. I think that the run game is what we, we I'm, a, I'm more like concerned with. Um, our defensive tackle depth is is, is an issue, so uh, it's gonna be hot and sweaty for our guys as well. Those big guys, I hope they're in shape because Utah's gonna run the ball. Um, mm-hmm. I'm more concerned with the run game, and if we can start to run, we're gonna beat this team. Yeah, no, I think uh, Utah has definitely got some great skill at, at uh, running back, and I think that that's beyond just being in the Pac-12 and and them just putting up good numbers. I think that they've got great talent there. I For do sure. think that Cam Rising is a very good quarterback. Um, you know, he came in uh, last season, uh, put up great numbers. Um, you know, Utah had two tough losses uh, early on in the season. I think they were one and two uh, when he took over uh, and rattled off 10 straight victories. Um, he's going to get the ball out. Uh, he was able to do a lot last year, and I think that he's better than than probably last season, obviously with another offseason under his belt. Um, but I do think that they return a lot of weapons. So I think that he's going to be good. You know, Florida's, you know, chance to win this game really relies on, you know, that defensive line and being able to force him to make quick passes, uh, you know, and, and force him not to get beat by a 6-2 tight end. That's wild. I can't wait. Can't wait for next week's show, a 6-2 tight end. That, I, I'm just repeating this, what this, Slick said. This kid can play. The kid, no, I didn't say he can't play. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he can. 
Here's Colin Tiny. Yeah, he's got I, a scholarship. I, I, I expect him yeah. to show up and, and and maybe score some touchdowns, Nick. But You're like old Tiny the reason, Tim over there. If he if he's the reason we're getting barbecue and we can't figure out how to stop a, a six two tight end, man, then we got real problems, bro. I just think as an outfit, the entire team, they're great, they're a great program. Um them guys are gonna be disciplined. I don't know how much this, the stadium noise is gonna affect their communication. Um, we'll see. They're not a team that, like we said, they're not. They don't have deep threats. Um, so I'm not frightened about like the explosive plays. Um, they we probably could get gashed. That's what we've seen in the past. Um, a lot of just so so much we don't know. Right. We get we guessing a lot as well because we don't know what to expect to see. Um, we saw a spring game that was very vanilla. We don't know what to expect from stunt wise. How Tony Patrick is gonna attack that offense. So, I mean, we're kind of guessing as well, but I like my talent. I think we're the more talented team. And I think the place like the Swamp is a hard place to play, and I don't think they ever played in an environment like this before in their lives. Yeah, I think that regardless who the coach is, unless it's Nick Saban, I think the first game of the season is always a lot to, to work out. Kinks, you know, no matter how much your roster is returning, there's still a lot of time off. Uh, it is a completely different different atmosphere. It is far away. It is unusual for most of them. They don't have a lot of players from Florida. Um, you know, it's definitely going to be different, right? So I'm not going to say that Florida is going to come out and look perfect either or has a massive, you know, advantage because they are playing at home. But I do think playing in a familiar territory, um, you know, with, with certainly a lot of talent, you know, I, I think matches up well for Florida now compared to playing them you know, seven, eight wins the season. Cause I do think that Kyle Whittingham uh, is a great coach and there's a reason he's been there for what, 18 years now, right? He took over for urban Meyer. So, right, right. um, you know, there's a reason why he's still there, but I think that Florida getting him on game one is, you know, a better chance for Florida than getting him on game, you know, seven or eight. Um, so perfect. Uh, let's see a couple comments, Larry on, uh, noted Miami hey. podcaster uh, quoting Nick saying Miami uh, or man finna finna feast on our defense. <laughs> Sorry, finna feast on our defense. Um, man, so, put that boy in shackles, man. Uh, let's see. Oh, he's only six two, seven. Um, practically a midget. We had a debate. probably the greatest six two tight end of all time for sure. Hey. Uh, Braxton, shout hey. out. To- Braxton, everyone that's in here, hit that thumbs up button. Yes, if you can, please show us love. It's free to hit that thumbs up button to like, uh, subscribe, throw us a comment. It all helps with getting Stadium and Gale out there. He also told me that we had a uh, bad eating recommendations. Maybe the Swamp Restaurant was bad eats. Bro, the, Heard the some swamp of his takes. Swamp is a good know, college bar. You, you swamp told, is a great. Co- it is a great you, you atmospheric told, bar. I feel like I you, set it up you, nicely. Told a grown man from New York to go to a college bar for his one trip to Gainesville. If you are going to Gainesville, yes, eat at a college bar. No, why you're in a college town, eat at a college bar. Yeah, no, Nick. I feel like I'm I'm not dumb here, right? Like he's obviously had better steak than you want the vibes. Yeah, you want the vibes, man. I would have sent them to White Buff. You know me, man. <laughs> Just get him a table at White Buff. Hey, how's the food? I don't know, bro. I don't know, bro. I think there's there's a hot dog guy outside. I don't know, man. Yeah, you think the views are nice in Salt Lake City? Take a look inside mm-hmm. Wide Buffalo. You might you might get a residency, residency and stay out here, fam. Oh, man. Let's see. Got to eat at McDonald's. Prime and Pearl. Haven't eaten there, Nick. Uh, that's from Super Producer Cam. Had had a beautiful 60-day uh, first wet age, then dry age. 30 days, 30 days. Um, beautiful. So it's dry age and then wet age? Or no, wet, wet, age, see- wet, wet age for 30 days, then dry age. I got another mm. science behind it because it seems like we're doing the opposite here. Seems like know. we've counter counter counterbalanced it a little bit. Bad it was science. fantastic. 
I got to ask uh, Shannon Snell about that. Uh, David Steven asks, is Dewan Black going to see the field this year? Yeah, you're going to see sure. it for sure. He's going to be on the sidelines. So. <laughs> no, no, I think he's going to play. I, I, no, I, do, I, I do think he's going to play, uh, special teams for sure. Uh, but he'll get opportunities at the linebacker position. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity in the linebacker room, man. Um, maybe um, starting game one. One update there is Scooby Williams has really worked a ton inside. Um, I heard that. And, and the staff likes Scooby um, at inside. And I think that's a player who will challenge DeWan for reps. Bam boys make some noise, defense. man. Yeah, no, heard a lot about Scooby. Um, Adams barbecue is a must before the game. Big fan of Adams, like uh, like Sonny's, like Shannon Snell, but I'm going to go Adams barbecue. Nick Selke, yeah, any other barbecue suggestions? Well, Selke, no offense, your opinion's a, a little yeah, bit yeah, less yeah, impactful yeah, yeah. here, but yeah, my barbecue talk is mid. Um, I like Hogtown down downtown more than Adams. Okay. All right, and then we just got a question. John Wilcox, appreciate the super chat. Other coaches with similar systems suffered a bad loss in their first year. Do you think Coach Billy Napier can find the line between setting us up to win now and the program for the future? Might need yeah, some more I, clarification, but yeah. Um, I, I think – you know, I'm I'm probably I'm negative Nick on the show, so you I are. think if Florida goes seven and five and finishes with a top ten recruiting class, depending on how those losses look, I think it's a pendulum. Okay, do you go eight and three, but you're blown out by Utah, blown out by Georgia, and blown out by a And M? Do you feel good about that eight and three versus a seven and five where you're competitive against Utah, uh, or sorry, eight and four, um, where you're competitive against Utah, you're competitive against Georgia, you're competitive competitive against an LSU? And you have a good recruiting class. I think the way that the losses happen and and how they happen matter more than just the actual number at the end of the year. So I think a bad loss would you consider like a Kentucky a bad Florida loss? State. For, no, that's that's I I watched that game Saturday. I don't think you can take anything away from that. But if you lose, it sounds like you State, are. If you lose to Florida State, that's an atrocious loss at the yeah, end of the year. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Atrocious. That's not a bad that, – that's that's a, another step. Yeah, I think it depends on, on how the team looks, right, how committed they are. I mean, obviously, you know, if you have some injuries, some major injuries, uh, obviously that can derail your season without derailing Billy Napier's tenure. Uh, I think what a lot of people are looking for is looking for improvement, looking for uh, the opportunity for Anthony Richardson's growth and and starting to piece together, you know, some of the younger players, right? They've, they recruited well to end the last class. Um, you know, there are some guys on campus. Um, you know, I'm not going to be one to say, you know, Dan Mullen recruited a bunch of mid i think that they've got some talented players that they can develop and be able to you know compete well in the sec i don't know if they can win the sec you know with those guys but you can you can build on that and you continue to recruit well you know i think that that's what you know florida fans are going to be looking for um i don't expect a perfect season i think i've gone on record to say nine and three um but um you know, I think that, that Florida definitely has an, an opportunity to show or billy napier has an opportunity to show fans that the team is heading in the right direction which is i think what they want yeah, I'm just gonna be reiterating a lot of what y'all said. Um, eight and four, right? The right wins, right L's, your progress. Um, you damn damn sure got to have offense and just keep that that trend of what Dan Mullen got going because we went a long time with no offense uh, until he came back and corrected some things. So just keep the offense going. You know, keep recruiting. It'll be all right. Uh, my only my worry with with Billy and after watching a ton of like UL stuff, and obviously. 
um, your, your talent level there is, is not what you have here, but is your talent level. He had the best team after four years of recruiting at UL in the Sun Belt. So he had the Alabama of the Sun Belt. Um, so you're the level of your talent, even though it's better here than you had at UL is not what it is when you play Georgia. Um, so my, my interesting thing would be how do you coach on Saturday to minimize that gap that the previous coaching staff left you the, the talent gap on your roster between you and Georgia. I mean, he did a lot of, uh, his, his early, early tenure at Louisiana. He did a lot of, uh, possessing the ball, playing with the clock, either tempo, that's been his trend of of mm-hmm. getting getting over and finding like loopholes and and ways of finding possess the ball, just keeping the defense off the field. Um, so I think that's gonna be something. It's gonna be either either we going fast or we slowing it down. Uh, it's gonna be tempo. It's gonna be a very big key thing, and I think in Billy Napier's uh, start here in offense, and we'll get to see what that is. Game one. What do you think? Speed it up or slow it down? Slow. I think that's that's what I'm worried about. Is if the team is not winning games it's not going to be a fun offense to watch because I think they're going to try to slow it down, win the time of possession. That's his bag. Wear them down. That's what Billy likes to do, but that's not mm-hmm. fun to watch. And I've seen Florida fans get mad at coaches because even when they're winning, the offense wasn't sexier. He didn't score enough points. And I don't think, at least in this first year, that Billy Napier is going to try to run super fast and, and hike the ball with 20 seconds left on the clock. Like They're going to – Take their time, try to control the possession. I think the um, run game could get explosive enough where, like, it, it becomes like a faster tempo. If yeah, I, if, if, if you get if you, if you break explosives for sure, but right, but that's but not, I think if, I, but if you go back to Muschamp, Nick, the, the biggest thing wasn't that it was a slow offense. It was not that it was just an unsexy offense. Is they couldn't move the ball in general, right? Like they. Yeah. You can be a slower moving offense and still be productive and still be explosive at times without being, you know, a high tempo, you know, fast paced Mm -hmm. offense. So, you know, I'd be curious to see how it all, you know, does shake out. I think that, you know, Florida, depending on how the team continues to gel together and how much, um, you know, I guess support he has behind, you know, Anthony Richardson to be able to lead. I wouldn't be surprised if it maybe is a little bit faster, you know, than what you are used to expecting, you know, out of a, Will Muschamp, you know, kind of that that slower, you know, offense. I mean, I think Billy Napier's got a a good, you know, offensive mind, and I think he's going to know how to, you know, keep teams a little bit more off balance. So even if it is slower, I don't anticipate a snail's pace, and I definitely don't want to compare it to slow football that we've seen before because that was just atrocious offense, not just slow offense. Yeah, it was tough to watch. What do you guys uh, first first play out of? Or the huddle, what do you think's called? Yeah, I mean, but back when I played NCAA, we're gonna do the exact same thing. You know, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put four out, we're gonna streak, and we're gonna you know just throw the deep pass. I'm glad you, you gotta do it. Calling the plays, man. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a counter run. You know, four yards, Naquan right, no, right to the right run, side. They'll, they'll run a play action first play. Back them up. Play action first play. Um, you'll have, you'll have a deep shot, but it, you'll have, you know, a couple under, under options there, but I, I think first play will be a play action. Um, but I still, I'm still riding with my 64. You run the pass. Yeah, for sure. I'm with you too. I think it's, uh, it depends on what the look is like, but I think they give him some options. And if it's there, if they trying to disrespect and load the box, I think we take a shot. I'm just happy that Nick said this is going to be a very slow, very methodically moving offense in his first play is a, uh, 
Um, is a uh, a, um, a play a play who you throwing it to? Play, a play a play action deep pass. Who are you throwing it to? No, I said I said they'll have somebody running deep. I have no faith. And oh, in congratulations, Nick! You just named ninety-five percent of plays on offense. I, so yeah, that's I said, it's uh, called hedging your bets. I don't have any. <laughs> I don't have any faith in Florida's receivers in, in, until I see it. Um, so you can run your four verts. Uh, I can run my play action. Um, I like I the QB rocker I, step with streaks. There you go. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just don't until I, I, until I see Florida's receivers. You better run by get, these youths, man. Gets what's a youth? I don't know. <laughs> I see a He's tight end by. play right in front of Diabate. Okay, there you go. I got Turn a lot of first plays, so if it if it is the first <laughs> Dan, play, Dan has many first plays. I'm going to be honest with you guys. You guys know I'm going to Hawaii on Friday. I'm actually not going to be able to see this game live. I will be in a car driving down to Hana, not trying to flex or anything. So I'm going to watch this game post. I got to figure out a time to watch it, but uh, you got to let me know if I'm right. Got to shoot the text. Well, over. Brag on yourself a little bit right now. This is state number fifty. Yeah, this will be the last one. Oh, so now you've been there to stay, huh? Yeah, that's, that's that's impressive, man. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, told told my fiance uh, Dan was going to his fiftieth state. She said, "What two is he missing?" Hmm. <laughs> that's nuts. That's nuts. John Wilcox, he threw us money earlier. He thinks he'll be three yards in a cloud of dust. Punts on fourth down. Mm. I, I have a feeling that Billy's not a big punt guy, and it hurts my heart. Hurts my heart. DK is wondering if uh, your girlfriend's an FSU grad. Mm. UCF, baby. Mm. Makes sense. Uh, let's give a quick shout-out to our friends over at Alumni Hall. Uh, you visit- got her a fate ring, Nick. <laughs> I should have. You're right. Go, go visit alumnihall.com. Or go visit them off of Archer Road. If you're going to be in Gainesville this weekend, they do have the best selection of Gators gear in all of Gainesville. Right there on Archer Road. They just did expand. I believe that there was a Lululemon store uh, right next door that they moved into uh, to add on as an addition. Pardon me. Um, Best stuff on the market right now. They bought, uh, got a bunch of new Peter Millar stuff in. I grabbed myself one of those retro polos the other day. Uh, but uh, but really great stuff, men, women, children, uh, accessories, things for your car to wear at game day, things to wear at home, formal, informal, whatever it might be, alumnihall.com or visit them on Archer Road, not too far off of 75. All right, boys, we are picking some of our team. Uh, again, we're starting to round this out. So we picked coaching staff last week. Uh, I won uh, by a wide margin, according to Twitter, which is, I think, only my second win. Uh, but if you calculate all we'll of the up. other losses that I've had, uh, they don't even you know compare. We're, we're playing catch-up still. Uh, we're going to do punter, kicker, kick returner, and punt returner. It is time to do the wheel of names. Ooh, Let me pull that up. I'm not prepared at all for this. But yeah, well, this yeah. will give you – Silk was calling the wheel racist last week. <laughs> It might be again this week, depending on where I land, Nick. <laughs> All right. So, Dan, slick. All man. situational. All right. So, let's share screen. Chrome tab. Just letting people know that are listening in their car what we got going on here. All right. So, we got Silk, Dan, and Nick. In that wheel. <laughs> Looks like we've got oh, dance. Oh, this is somebody else got to spin the wheel, Nick. 
This is this is the setup. Can you hear it clapping? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's can. nice. I love that. All right. So then here we go. Let's see if this thing's racist. <laughs> it looks Let's like go! Oh my god. Go! What is going on, fam? Yeah. Woo! Man. Hey, go spin it one more time so Silk can see his name get picked. All right. This is a record now. <laughs> no whammies, no whammies. Stop. All right, perfect. Hey, the rainbow we'll sure the clap happens. It. There it is. Perfect. I love right. the random screen of the wheel. All right. So uh, All we've right. got kicker, punter, kick returner, and punt returner. I saw Eddie Pinheiro tried out for, what was it, the Panthers yesterday? Um, after he was released. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go. I think I'm going to go kickers. I think I'm going to go with Stadium and Gale legend, Caleb Sturgis. Brandon James. Wild. Wow, that you just let me take the best, fun. the best, the best punt returner in school history right off the bat. Congratulations right, on your kicker. So You're go welcome. ahead, man. Let me go. Ahead. That's crazy. That's insane. Let me get <laughs> ugly the bold man. Kickoff return. Yeah, mm. I like that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go. Nope. Oh, you, 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 too. you too. I was about to let him pick. See what he see what he work. What he was working with. He mm. did that to you once. Yeah. Uh. Punt returner. Do I want to go punt returner? Give me a uh, Caleb Sturgis. Already picked. Did I <laughs> pick Caleb Sturgis? Yeah, that was the first one. <laughs> that was the number one pick. Good one. Uh, let me get Chaz Henry. Oh, very good. Um, I think Jacquez Green was better on punts. But can I make it my kick returner? Hmm. Yeah, I'll go Quezzy as my kick returner. That punt and kick. Ah, they're interchangeable. That's who I was going to pick. Um, I'll go Lito Shepard. Um, I think he had the best return in UF history. Um, and then I know my punter will still be available. Um, so I might go with uh, Antonio Callaway. I like that. Okay, let's see. I'm going to go for kicker and take Evan McPherson off the board. Nice. I'm trying to let you, one of you guys pick a Townsend so I don't have to pick one. Tell me who to pick, bro. <laughs> I don't know well, which one you, to pick. You got to pick a punter because you don't have one. You got two. He has Chaz Henry. I got Chaz oh, Henry at the point. Unless he puts Chaz Henry at kicker, which we oh, saw. No, nah, that'd, that'd be a he great could. Why would I do that? No, yeah, he beat your dad. did that, but no, I don't want him as my steady <laughs> yeah. kicker, man. I'm going to let Chaz punt the ball. Uh, big leg Chaz. Uh, is, is it my turn? Yeah. Yep. You've uh, got another punter and a kicker to go. Jeff Chandler. All right. Uh, give me – I got a punt returner, right? Let me key one. You have – yeah, Debo's. That's kick return. I got a punt Oh, uh, yeah, they right? need a punt returner, yeah. Key one. Let me key one right. Uh, I just need a punter. That sounds right. I'm gonna go with the uh, the elder Townsend. Take wow. Johnny. 
Yeah, uh, Johnny Townsend, I think, is are statistically the best punter um, in UF history. Most punts uh, and most yards in a single season. Uh, I think most punts in a I career. believe Jacob Finn tied him, if I'm looking at these numbers correctly. Uh, when? In, uh, uh, in his career. Oh, in his career. So, yeah. Let's see. Kyle Christie was that guy back in the day. Kyle Christie got benched he for did. Johnny Townsend, ruined yep. uh, Johnny's uh, redshirt freshman year. I like uh, Stadium and Gale um, guest Shane Edge as well. Uh, but I think I'm going to go with a friend, friend of the program, friend in real life. We'll go with Eric Wilbur. Looks like I won again. So <laughs> I feel I feel like I have a strong special teams unit. I think mine's solid, man. I think you I think, just, you I think this is the closest we've ever gotten. As egregious as I was, it was, it was a lot, Brandon James number one. Brandon James had to be the number one overall pick. I don't know how you dropped the ball on that. The same way that I dropped the ball on picking Channing Crowder over Brandon Spikes. You know, just sometimes <laughs> you just overthink these things. And Dan Dan is mentally in Hawaii. I would be too. I'm gonna be so, honest yeah. with you, man. Mr. Marquise is wondering. Yeah, let us be. Let us know in the chat uh, what, who you guys pick. So I have Caleb Sturgis, Lito Shepard, Antonio Callaway, and Eric Wilbur. Nick has Brandon James, Jacquez Green, Evan McPherson, and Johnny Townsend. And then Slick Silk has Debos, Chaz Henry, Good Jeff Chandler, and Kiwan Ratliff. Let us know what you guys. I see going to the crib, man. I got Debose and Rat, bro. Big punter, bro. Big so leg. next, next, Bo Carroll should have been a return guy. Uh, that's actually a Crazy guy that player. I was picking um, between him and Antonio Callaway. Uh, I've learned that our fan base doesn't always know people in the past. Big um, So team. you have to go with some of the, the more familiar names uh, in order to compete in these competitions. Judd Davis, a good pick. Um, Chris Sorley thought Nick, Nick won. Um, so we will, we'll let the fans decide. Once again, there. Uh, let's give a shout out to our friends over at True Classic Tees. Visit them, trueclassictees.com. That's true, spelt the normal way, classic, spelt the normal way, and tees, spelt T E E S, dot com forward slash SG25 or SG25 at checkout. Workout shirts, plain t shirts, polos. Nick, I sent you one. Thought it was very nice, very soft. Um, great quality products. Go check them out. Trueclassictees.com forward slash SG25. Um, are you guys ready for a buy or sell segment? I'm ready. Buy, is buy or sell Ben ready? Is buy or sell Ben up. is ready. He's ready with buy the graphics. Buy or sell baby. Ben stepped his game up. Shout okay. out to Ben. I know you're listening because you can't do the graphics without listening to this. Shout out to you. Um it, it was looking clean on the timeline. Did you You're did fighting, you man. read what Ben's doing? He's trying to knock out 60 college football games this season. He's going on a road trip. That's awesome. That's yeah. uh I'm gonna go to uh 13, 14, maybe 15. Who knows? Yeah, hey, I like you for 15. I like you okay. for 15. All right, boys. Um, buy or sell the Gators beat Utah. Oh, yeah, I'm buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Make get rain, negative baby. Nick ready. <laughs> Buying it, baby. Uh, so, people gotta come see us, Nicholas. 
Yeah, yeah, number seven's coming to see you. They gotta come see us. And so, uh, what number is Diabate? What number do they give him? I don't know. What number is he? Eleven. Oh, yeah. so the guy that uh, is the guy that is um, no disrespect to him, but the guy that is uh, scout team Anthony Richardson is six foot one ninety one. He's even smaller oh, than yeah, like, yeah, even like smaller that. than the midget that Silk said is playing tight end. <laughs> Wait, I thought they said he was like. Six, I got called a guy a midget, man. Nate Johnson six foot one ninety one. Man. Yeah, I don't know if I can believe anything else Josh said. He no, said Josh gave, he gave it up 20. for us. He gave us some love. He said no, 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 I know, but Ooh, boy, they got, number three. They got my mood in that single digit three. Number three. Looking clean, three. under armor. Protect this house. Protect this yeah, house. Yeah. I'm gonna uh you know what? You only have Stand one chance to live in life. I'm gonna go with the Gators upsetting the Utah Utes. What are we talking? I'm gonna buy talking? the floor. Florida I'm not no upset, man. I'm expecting to win, bro. So well, it is gonna be an upset, an upset by betting numbers and and by us being unranked and them not. Um, I'm a now, fan. psychologically, how you want to think of it is, you know, up to you. All right, so we got Let's go down we, got, we got bye bye, and of course Nick is selling. Um, buy or sell Anthony Richardson throws 225 yards or more. Buying it. Throws for throws for two hundred and twenty-five yards or more. So I'm Wait, going Josh to, was talking. He might run for two twenty-five. Yeah, I, I uh, I'm going to sell. I do think that he he gets two hundred, somewhere between two hundred and two twenty-five. So I'm going to sell that. Buy or sell the Gators run for more than two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, they're going to have combined. To. I think I think it's gonna be a productive game on both yeah. on both sides, man. Like he, the, the guy, the youth guy, Josh uh, Newman, spoke about it being a high scoring game. Take the over. Um, I think I think it's gonna be some up and going up and down the field, uh, running or passing. But I don't think two hundred twenty five yards is a lot of yards these days. Nick, before Dan, before Dan ups it, buy my first buy of the season. Wow. What'd you buy? You bought you bought the yards. He's gonna buy 250 rushing yards or more. Oh, yeah. rushing. Yeah, yeah. You gotta yeah, buy yeah. that. All right. I'm gonna buy that as well. I think the four feasts in the backfield. Buy or sell the gators get more than one and a half turnovers. It's gonna be wet. Pause. It's gonna be wet out there. <laughs> Bigger pause. Okay, yeah. It's trying to podcast, bro. <laughs> it's a family show. It's a family My show. Uh, uh, give, give, uh, what do you say? One and a half turnovers? Yeah, I think yeah. we get a couple. I think we can get two. It's wet. Bye. Short bye. Sack. Yeah. Bye, bye, bye. Gervon Dexter, more than one and a half sacks. I'll sell that. Tackle band, so I'm going to buy that's the only way this segment's fun. And finally, the Gators Ricky Pearsall leads the team in receiving yards for the game. I buy Ricky Pearsall leading. The Gators in receiving. 
Yards or, or catches? I'm gonna we can do yards. Sorry, that was a question I just thought of off the top of my head. I could tell. <laughs> Had the other you, ones ready. See you will spin. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna buy. Which is, that's that's oh. a tough scene for me because I think he. I think I put, I bought that he would be the leading receiver all season. Nick, you have never once got a public though. perception of your taste. I I won buy or sell last year. I don't know if we ever got a full and accurate. Count. I won buy or sell last year. I prove it. Yeah, prove it. <laughs> yeah, ben, Ben, pull the receipt. Ben quit. Ben, ben was like, it's just it's a clusterfuck, man. It just started. <laughs> ben, ben, ben like so it's like Ben's like Dan quit. I quit. I'm out. Yeah, yeah, I'm out, man. No, let's not keep track of that stuff, man. I think yeah, I, I won buy or sell buy. last year. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the, I'm gonna buy this one. Uh, any other final buy or sell questions that you guys can think of? I mean, Ben's graphic went on forever, so we can just keep adding. He's got a lot of time um, in the car, it seems. You want to do uh, overall season, or are we just do it this week? No, we're overall gonna we're gonna tabulate him throughout the entire season. No, no, no overall season win total. To get it sure. Why? The why the start. hell not? Let's yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> Nick winning by herself. Yeah. Equals Nick wins by herself. equals a coach hey. being fired. That's right. Because it means it's negative and things are going downhill. Well, I like what I you won. think, John. I... We all won. <laughs> we all won. No, I won. No, we definitely won. All um, right. Here, so here's some Vegas, by herself. Vegas the has gate. the line at seven. Oh, go ahead, Dan. No, go. Vegas has the line at seven and a half. So it would be an over-under of buy or sell eight wins or more. I'm going to buy. I'm buying it. I'm, I'm buying it. I'm what? buying it at eight and four. That's right crazy. at eight and four. Who That's are crazy. you? You changed you change in Who just two you weeks. Days? You're losing to Utah. Oh. Kentucky. No. Wow. You're losing to Utah. A&M, Georgia. Kentucky with the, with the running back out no, too? Like... No, 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 no. I'm saying oh. I, I, I misspoke. You're losing to Utah. Georgia A and M, and then there's one game in there that you shouldn't lose, but you do because that's what Florida does. All right, Satan four. All right, over under the Gators have one and a half players on first, second, or third team All America lists. Uh, how many? One and a half. Now, I feel um, like I got to put a stipulation on because there's like 37 of them. So I'm not going to include like the pro football focused one. So just I think there's like two main all ones, American right? Like there's the AP. The ones that get you a break. Yeah. There's five. Yeah, give me the under. All right. So of the main five that get you a brick, the Gators have one and a you're, half. You're, you're basically saying, will somebody get a brick this year? No, I'm saying two, that more two, than one person. Two here. players yeah. would have to get a brick. So, bro, it's been like one brick in the last. Can't game. bring up the and question and they all sell. It's been like Should one I have brick, done five? One brick in the last seven years. Probably of that well, they get SCP, two this brother. year. That's, that's a hard brick to get, Ryan. You got to really put in some work. Hmm. Go ahead. Dan, shoot no, I'll just buy whatever. What the hell? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, this isn't real money. No this, is, this is fantasy land, right? You know, 300 miles down from Gainesville, they're playing fantasy, build a stadium. I can play fantasy. UF has two All-Americans. 
All right. And then um, Anthony Richardson makes it to New York City for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I think if he's healthy, he'd make it there, man. In my mind. That's what that's how my mind is made up. If he's healthy, he makes it to New York City. So I'm buying it. Um, I'm gonna sell. I just I, I think if he gets there, then Florida wins 10 games. Like if Florida wins 10 games this year, it's because of Anthony Richardson. Uh, and then that would get him there. I don't think Anthony Richardson gets to New York on a seven to five or an eight and four Florida. Yeah, I think with everything that we've just People said about with like that, that type of People won how many wins? Uh, they went nine and three that year, right? Yeah, he also was like breaking records. Yeah, we talking about just getting there though. Was the first 2020, uh, 20 passing, twenty rushing. He broke Herschel Walker's record that year, I think, too. For we talking about getting there though. I ain't talking about winning it. We just talking about getting there. Yeah. True. I think I think I'm gonna sell. I think that there's. I think that Anthony Richardson is going to have a great year, but I think that there's a lot of big names that kind of have a leg up on him. Um, and part of it is a uh, marketing campaign more than anything. So, I like uh, David Stevens' question. Uh, Anthony, oh, yeah, yeah. Anthony Richardson returns to UF next year by herself. So, you go first. Uh, selling. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, if you have him in New York, you almost have to sell. Nick, what about you? Um, I'm selling. It would be incredible. For Florida to like go eight and four, and for Richardson to play like just average enough to go eight and four, and not to get the grade that he wants to come back. But I think even if Florida goes eight and four, he is going to show enough that like enjoy these next 12, 13 games. Y'all about to be mad at Mullen, man. Mm. I am going to, uh, I'm going to buy. I think that he needs two really good years. I think that he's a physical specimen. I think that he's going to do great, uh, but I think that he needs two years, and I think God willing for the Florida coaching staff, they need him there for the next two years because what's after that? Spooky. Spooky Spooky. Spooky season. Spooky season. season. Um, Business is business. Business is business. That's right. He is making pretty good money. Uh, there's potentially a chance for him to make even bigger money uh, if he does come back. Uh, so we will see. Um, but join us for every week. And then follow Ben Chase. I think it's Ben G. Chase uh, online to keep Ben, us what do you do, man? Quit documenting my lies, fam. <laughs> it is at Ben G. Chase. Honorary, ben. honorary host. Honorary host. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about uh, recruiting-wise or anything else? I know that there's a couple crystal balls that have rolled in uh, for the Gators. Uh, a big name that people have been talking about recently is 2024 uh, Edge Darius Hayes. Uh, right now he's in Florida, although that he's probably still quite a bit out. Uh, safety Bryce Thornton uh, and uh, obviously cornerback Dijon Johnson we've talked a, lo- a lot about as well. Uh, four or five-star, depending on the service, uh, offensive tackle Monroe Freeling uh, is announcing his commitment uh, here shortly. I think it is today, actually. So by the time you listen to this, he'll probably have already announced uh, Florida is a finalist, but we do not expect him to commit to Florida and likely going to Georgia. Um before we leave, Silk, um, Nick, your thoughts. Unique 863 asks, could NIL keep Anthony here? 
Um, I think I think so. I think it depends on how well of a season. I think if he makes it to New York, no. I think that if he has a good uh, but not great year, uh, where he's maybe a, a, a late first, second, um, you know, or even second or third round guy, I think that NIL could certainly keep him here. Go ahead, Silk. I'm, I'm looking something up real quick. Nah, I man. I think I think uh, NFL money and real money in the real life and the real world is going to be too crazy for him to come yeah. back. A lot of the numbers y'all seeing in this NIO, like these people aren't real millionaires. These kids aren't really getting checks like that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't, I just don't see. I think outside of injury, I just think his upside is going to be second to none with, with guys in the NFL. <laughs> he's going to go run a four three forty and jump through the gym like he's LeBron James. I, I just don't see it being a thing. The one th- one thing is there's no salary cap. You know, you could get Hugh Hathcock and Gary Condren and and I have to and, see. It. I haven't seen Bill Hebner to get together and and to give him uh, a crazy NIL deal. But then still for the NIL deal, you're not getting a check. It's not like you're signing a contract and you get your signing bonus. You have to go and do a go and meet with fans and sign. Go on a podcast. Go and do all these things to get. at a time. You look at the top four picks, signing bonus, Trevon Walker got 24.3, Aiden Hutchinson, 23.1, Derek Stanley, 22.3, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner, 21.5. Like checks, baby. And and they're not getting, they're they're not getting that 21 million, but that's that 20 million is prorated over four years. So you're getting a $4 million check when you sign, when you sign. And that money's direct deposit in the account. You don't have to go and do all this other stuff to do it. Not to mention, you've already dealt with injuries. So if you get through this season injury-free, have a good year, and you get the opportunity to be a first-round draft pick, there, it makes no sense for him to come back. If you're I, 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 would, I would love it. I don't see it. That'd be, that'd be dope, I, but I, I, just, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I guess I think no it all depends. <laughs> Bobby, Bobby goes, buy on AR returning. Or else we're in trouble. <laughs> that's a, that's yeah, a great yeah, point. Nah, nah. He went to the he went to the, he went to the next point. DJ Lagway has to come in. And play. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the, that's the vibe. You got to start going with. Uh, he's a twenty-four. Kind of thinking. Yeah, he's a twenty-four. Yeah, so, so he's he not would coming need in one more year. year. Yeah, you need a stop gap. That's it. Maybe he maybe just requalify we, for the twenty twenty-three class. Who knows? We're playing a lot of fantasy here, but uh, we are. I don't that's foresee him do. coming back. I think All I think right. this is one and done. Big season. Last question uh, before we can turn this into a buy or sell. Uh, buy or sell Florida has a top uh, nine recruiting class or better. Buy it. Uh, yeah, I'll buy that. They it's only hopping up like one more spot, but yeah, buy. I think they're nine on your rankings, Nick. Oh, we are nine. Uh, hopped Miami. Yeah, we did. Hopped Miami last week. Oh, scroll down, boys. I've been living a little bit. I haven't checked you guys. I don't know. Some sometimes y'all rankings be a little crazy, Nick. So I'd be I, when I whenever I put you guys ranking out there, the streets be in my mentions like, "Hey, we go by this." I'm like, All right, cool. Uh, but yo, I'm gonna use yours go, right now since we're ahead of Miami. We go by on three. Troll. Watch them go crazy. I troll them tomorrow morning. All right, so why don't you get us to a, a Manscaped ad read and we'll get the hell out of here. Shout out to the great folks at Manscaped.com. For all your men grooming needs, uh, be sure to visit Manscaped. Use coupon code SG20 for 20% off of SG25 for 25% off of all shipping and free, all products and free shipping. Man, I was taking the L right there for a little minute, Dan. 
They have the ball deodorant. They also have the lawnmower 4.0. They have uh, ball spritzer. Also, they have uh, the weed whacker, which is good for your nostril or nose hair. Uh, like I said, be sure to use coupon code SG25 for 25% off of your products and free shipping. It's ball deodorant season. Do not be scrolling. Yeah, you're going to need it. You're going to need it this no weekend. If you buy today, you might be able to get it by Saturday. You're risking it a little bit. You're risking it. That's right. Then you can get it at the store too, but you can't use our promo code. So, mm. But if you need to try it out, I want to be a musty guy in the stands or lady in the stands. Do not be that guy, bro. Listen, it's hot out there. I think I had song of the week last week. I did. And then my boys Crawford from Power. Nick, your turn, buddy. About this week. What what pirate did diddy do you have for us today? I was unprepared, but we're gonna go like I've got with the Pittsburgh Pirates theme song. No, um, we're going with new music. DJ Khaled, God did, featuring Man. Rick Ross. Holy you know, crazy on that, bro! Al- album, I, album. I think nuts. I I think the album is slightly better than mid, but like the ho he, he gave Hove like you got Hove for like five minutes on the album, so I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, verse is crazy. I did not listen to every song. I listened to Wayne versus Dope Two on that verse. Wayne, 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 yeah. Wayne, Wayne was good. Um, I liked Kanye and Eminem's song too. Um, but I'm going since you just saw uh, Ricky Rose live uh, at church. I, I'll go with him. Wasn't that church? Was at Club Eleven. I'm church. not gonna lie. I um, I noticed that Jay Z in every one of his songs now talks about him being a billionaire. So shout out to no, the, the dope thing was he was like, uh, what did he, what did he say? He's like, there's only four remind. of us. All, all of them are signed to my label. He goes, oh, and LeBron's also a rock boy too. So add him. Mm-hmm. Huh. It's good company, man. Need some, yeah. I'm rough shoulders with them folks a little bit or something, man. They got to figure it out over there, Dan. All right, boys. I'm going to get with you because I got to figure out my recording schedule. I'll be six hours behind you. So we'll have to figure it out for next week. Uh, other than that, boys, you got hey, a one PM local kick, Dan. Yeah, yeah, it is, boys. It's game week. We've been. It's been a long time. It's been a long Let's time. Go, Excitement is effervescent. Let's you go, know? underdogs, man. They say we're supposed to come in here and lose this thing, man. You know, we're just happy that the youths are coming into town. They're, they're playoff talk, right? Yeah, I mean, no way we're going to derail this season. We'll see. I'm Saturday. Just excited to watch my boys put on the uniform against the mighty Utes. Hopefully we can uh we y'all can get loud. If y'all dare, get loud as fuck. Yeah, get loud. Uh enjoy. Imbibe safely so you can be there. Loud. Go visit the swamp, our friends. And uh I'm going we'll tonight. We'll, same court. After you just slandered them. On my tab, Nick. What are you having? Okay, I'll be there all night then. <laughs> Same corner, same time next week, boys. We made it. Go Gators. Go Gators. It breaks my heart. They ain't believing us. We the best music. They play themselves. Why you hating and being jealous? You could be over here embracing that love. More love, more blessings, more life. God did. You either win with us or you watch us win. DJ Khaled. They want to stop. 
but look at us now. They counted us out. Time to say they a prayer. Didn't think that we were making up. They didn't Baby, bow our heads. Up. Oh, but I know oh. God did. Oh, yes, He did. They just praying that I crash Those guys, they don't want to see you last That Jacob, three million dollars above your tax A tub full of money, I still can't relax Time spinning, Lord forgive me, I'm a sinner Conquer divide niggas, wrong side of the petition Only divine winning, better listen when I tell you how I put time in it Please forgive me, God did So leave me in the dark, swimming with the sharks Dope boy, big calm, still the biggest boss Got a kilo on the place, and I'm on the freight Or oh, I could go and buy a bank, I know my money's safe They counted us out They didn't think that we were making up They didn't believe in us Oh, but I know God did Oh, yes, he did Please don't hate me just to hate me Before they overrate me, they gon' underestimate me Funeral and wake me, bury me and excavate me But I'm so cultivating, everybody replicate me Nigga face facts, dreadlocks, face tats on the apex I made the culture when I'm twin every day back I fucked the world and what I did, I practiced same sex I prayed more and said less, God did the rest They counted us out They didn't think that we were making up it breaks my heart. Oh, but I know Where we at, go? Where we at, go? Hove did. Please, Lord, forgive me for what the stove did. Nobody touched the billy until Hove did. How many billionaires can come from Hove crib? Count three, me, A, and Re. Bronze and rock boy, so four technically. I left the dope game with my record clean. Uh, I turned the cocaine into champagne. Uh, I cleaned up La Madina with the same soap. Uh, me and Loro talk about how we slain dope. Uh, now the weed stores, can you believe this top? I put my hustle on the floors, can you believe this guy? Then we said, fuck it, took the dope public. Out the mud, they gotta face you now, you can't make up this shit. Judging how you judge it, say we going corporate Nah, we just corner boys with the corner office I'm at the cap table, what the splits is Not that cap table, boy, we live this Breezy what the business is We push you 50 like fitting all The shit is all legitimate E was down 10 for this We just got his 10 back, then went back Like where the entrance is M light up the O3 we let y'all do the Zaza's, OG for the OG's Some you niggas out of pocket talking exotic You barely been it up behind me, that's another topic Monogram in my pocket off the red carpet You see the face I made that night, nice shit is that shocking Ours wasn't great, we even be alive Gotta be crazy to y'all nigga, we surprised 
shit is too much how we grew up Shit don't even feel real to us OG sold it OG called Kingpin If those are drug laws then who are we then? Hove is a real nigga's dream My only goal to make a real nigga feel seen Sometimes I make a fake nigga hate life Never my intentions, the consequences of my way of life The way we used to play with life I'm now careful with the senses Them only jail bars are life I never wanted to be the state's custodian The laws are draconian With those married to the life is holy matrimonian Somehow I outfox every box and try to throw me in With great ceremony, yeah Folk in them told me how Holly Caddy spoke of him And bloking them from London Harrow Road, Western End I be speaking to the souls of men Those of them willing to die for the existence That this cold world has chose for them Kicking snow off a frozen tent Back and forth on his turnpike Really took a toll on him a lot of fallen soldiers on these roads of sin For those who make the laws, I'ma always have smoke for them I got lawyers like shooters Working pro bono for him as a favor cause I throw the limbs In memory of T-Law I pray none of your people die over jail phones again All this pain from the outside Inspired all this growth within Some new planes getting broken in Highest elevation of the self Made the fuck around and gave the right niggas wealth these ain't songs, these is hymns, cause I'm him It's Psalm 151, it's the New Testament Book of Hove Jesus turned water to wine for Hove, it just took a stove You never know how this shit could go Me and Biggs probably got too big if they ain't booked that low Hindsight is 2020. though he's getting plenty money Looking back now, this shit is funny I just got a million off a sink Without risking a million years, trying to get it out the sink Hove big they say they don't know me internationally, niggas on the road, dead. I see a lot of hovin' gigs, me and me can never beef I freed that nigga from a whole bit Hove dead Next time we have a discussion, who the goat, you donkeys know this Forgive me, that's my passion talking Sometimes I feel like Paracon, I'm talking to Mike Wallace I think y'all should keep quiet Breaks my heart Thank God did Come on, man. Come on. But look at us now. Oh. They counted us out. They didn't think that we were making it up. They didn't believe in us. Oh, but I know that.